What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Hum Day edition of The Yard. We got back uh, a little bit later today for the show. We got back from a very important SEC Publishers Conference with 247. We've been in Nashville for a couple days, and so it's always nice to kind of get a vision for the future. And I I, got to tell you, I am really, really excited about the future jeans page. I think we're going to have a big year this year. Had a huge year last year, already off and running this year. This will probably be the biggest year we've ever had. And a lot of that's because of the fact that the partnership we have with 247 Sports and uh, really excited about the vision and direction of that organization. And, and uh, it's always good to kind of get everybody back in a room. You know what I'm saying? You get a lot of people that you know around this this conference that covered the SEC were there. It's uh, it's big, to say the least. You get everybody in one room, you share some ideas, and uh, I, I think it only helps the organization, and I think it helps you guys too because you, you get the best. You wanted the best, you get the best. You come to jeanspage.com over 247 Sports, and we are the Mississippi State affiliate for CBS Interactive. Very, very happy about the direction of things. And uh, to kind of get away a little bit, you know, we missed uh, we missed a ball game last night at, at, uh, against Texas Tech, and Biloxi will miss it again tonight. And I hate that. I hate missing baseball games. Between Dave Murray and I, we covered every single Mississippi State baseball game last year. Everyone, home or away. I even went over to Sanford and covered that game over there. So our streak is now officially snapped. So what to start a new one starting this weekend against Arkansas. We're going to talk more about that Mississippi State-Arkansas series later in the week. But today we're going to talk about Texas Tech. We're going to talk about uh, you know baseball around the league. We're going to look ahead to the SEC tournament a little bit for uh, basketball, men's basketball, and then look ahead to uh, next week's spring football practice. And I tell you, that's one of the things, the talk around the 247 Sports SEC Symposium yesterday, I'd pro- everybody in the room at some point walked up to either me or Paul Jones or, or Gina Mike Nemeth and said, you know what, I'm very envious of you guys because you get to cover Mike Leach now. Uh, and so uh, it's fun. We're excited to see what Mike Leach brings to Mississippi State. I'm, I'm excited about this press conference, just like all of you are. But more importantly, when you get beyond, you know, the commentary and the, and the comedic value of having Mike Leach here, I'm excited about the brand of football that he's bringing to Mississippi State. And I've had I, I shared some some thoughts and things that I had heard recently about the midnight maneuvers, which is you know the, kind of the extension of the winter conditioning program and the things that those players did and the buy-in from the players. And that excites me more than anything. That's what excites me is that the players are buying in and responding to what these coaches are trying to get done. Th- those are important things. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how, how much you can scheme somebody up or how good you can draw up plays, how good you can call plays. If you can't execute, if you can't get guys to buy in and believe in what you're doing, it's all just a waste of time and an exercise in futility. And so post that on Gene's page uh, on Monday night, and I'll share with you 
this whole uh, you know black shirt, gray shirt, pink shirt thing, it's been effective. Not, nobody wants to wear the pink shirt. You know, everybody really wants to be in a black shirt. And I'm told that Kobe Jones, Charles Cross, those guys have been leaders for your football team. Guys have been impressive in drills. I, I was told that the exact term for Kobe Jones is that he's an absolute beast. That he's really pushed the team, really pushed them in drills. That's exciting to me. And that Charles Cross has been a freak and that he was you know, the first guy, the, the, the first guy in the lineman drills just about every time. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see that guy on the field full time. I'd like to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of the show. Love going in there. And again, I've, I've shared with you guys before, I was a longtime customer of Bulldog Burger Company before they even became affiliated with the Boneyard. Very happy to have them on board. Listen, you got to go check them out. And uh, I have a lot of people that tweet me pictures of their food. So thanks for that. Uh, makes me a little bit envious that I'm not there to enjoy those spring rolls with you. Go by, find your own favorites. There are two locations now to serve you right here on University Drive, the flagship, right here in Starkville, and a new location, a fantastic new location on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo. If you haven't been by, it's a great building. Plenty of places to park, plenty of places to sit, eat. Great food, great prices, great atmosphere, great people. Go by have an adult beverage. Try the new Bulldog Burger Company nachos. You'll be glad you did. Bulldog Burger Company. In Starkville and Tupelo, the place where people go to meet, M-E-A-T. All right, so let's get into baseball, all right? Uh, that's, needless to say, really big win for Mississippi State last night. I, I'm a D1 baseball team rankings guy. And listen, I know that all rankings are imperfect, especially this time of year. But I go with D1 baseball. They have Texas Tech sixth. Other places have them as high as four. I've seen some people homicize two. The bottom line is they are a consensus top 10 team. This is a team that has played exceptionally well, you know, as of late. Now, let's just run down some numbers here real quick here before we get into the ballgame. You know, they have not just gotten by on playing the uh, Louisiana School of Math and Science in baseball. And there are a lot of people that do that, and they kind of pad the record. So they opened up with a four-game set, and they took took a pair from Houston Baptist. That second ball game, they won 24-3. to They called the game in the seventh inning. Then they take on Northern Colorado, 22-4, 14-3, also called off the dogs there in the seventh inning in game two. So they blast a, you know, to a pair of you know opening weekend opponents, put up a ton of runs. Then they played a round-rock classic. They dropped the first game. And that's significant because they haven't lost but two games this year. They, they lose to Tennessee 6-2. Tennessee's been exceptional in the non-conference, and we'll get in a conference play, and it'll pro probably come back to earth. But Texas Tech drops that Friday game 6-2, comes back, beats Stanford. Our friends at Stanford, and they're struggling a little bit this year. But you guys know that they return a lot of talent. We they take down Houston in 10 innings, and then they take a pair of midweek games from Southern University. Big Florida Atlantic, and then they win two midweek games to Florida State. And I don't know if you guys know this. Florida State took down Florida last night, Florida's first win of the year. Florida State, we know what they have there. Their team was in Omaha with us last year. Again, they returned some very talented pieces, and, and um, Texas Tech goes into to Tallahassee, Dick Houser Stadium, wins them both, 6-5-4-3. Take a pair from UNLB. And then to get a little deeper in this thing, they sweep Rice. And, and you, do you guys remember when Rice was a national power in baseball? It's amazing what happens when you take the need-based scholarship away. Vanderbilt, I'm looking right at you. Looking right at you, Big Daddy. And then they come into Biloxi last night, having won, what is it, 12 in a row? Needless to say, they have been red hot. Mississippi State takes them down 3-6. Let's get into the ball game. Kind of looking here and see what there is to talk about. Uh, watch the game. I was probably a little bit rude. I didn't try to be. I went. We, we had dinner last night with several of our compatriots in 247 Sports. As soon as we got to the restaurant, I, I, I found the table over in the corner, me and Mike Nemitz, and we turned the ball game on, and we watched the ball game and then kind of socialized from the table because it was important to us. I mean, I, I still believe in this Mississippi State baseball team. Yes, we have some things to improve upon. Yes, we have some offensive uh, weapons that are not firing at full capacity just yet. But we're going to get there. Now, I was thinking, you know what, this will be a good test for us. It is the coaches poll that has Texas Tech at number two. And so 
we were excited about this ball game to kind of as a measuring stick. We didn't hit it exceptionally well last weekend, and that's kind of been the theme. But on Sunday, we had those, uh, you know, some timely hits, and I was beginning to think, okay, this will be one. We'll kind of see what we got going on here. And, and I tell you, what, before I even get into that, let me tell you this: to all of you Mississippi State fans that went out there and packed out the Shuckers Park, man, thank you for doing that. I know it's important to bring your family. I know it's important to pack the car and make memories, and that probably matters most of all. But, man, what a great welcome for our Diamond Dogs to get down there and see a capacity, near-capacity crowd down there in the park. And you you want Mississippi State to keep bringing that show on the road down there? You keep going to the ball games. They'll, they'll keep showing up. You guys keep buying tickets. John Cohen and Chris Lamonis, they'll pack the bus. They'll get the Bulldogs down there to you and let you guys check them out. So, uh, look at, running through this thing here pretty quick, just because I think it's, you know, the, the, the show of the game early on was Houston Harding. You know, people forget this is a guy that set the Etiwama Community College single season, and I believe the career records for strikeouts. And he gets here in the fall, and he was just really kind of up and down. He'd go one, two, three in the first inning, and his stamina would kind of get to him. And there was some concern, okay, is he a starter? Is he a middle reliever? Is he a closer? What is he? Well, in two outings now, he's proved to be very good as a midweek starter for Mississippi State. Gets into the first inning. One, two, three. And that's exactly that's that's the first thing you want, especially in a midweek game with a, with you know with a guy that's still relatively new to your program. Let let's go out there and throw strikes and get in and out of the inning. They did very very quickly. You open up the first. Westberg heads a double, but we we strand him at second. You know, get get him in scoring position, and uh, Hatcher and Foskey both ground out there, and so it's a scoreless first inning. Harding right back on the mound. One, two, three inning. Fly out, ground out, foul out, back in the dugout. And State goes one, two, three. We get into the third. This is when we we, we had the only real hiccup in the game with Harding in there. Because you get a line out and then you get a strikeout. So now it's a, we're, we're, we're two outs in the inning. We give up a single. He's still second. The next thing you know, we've got a throwing error. Throw the ball wide. Uh, Westberg throws it away. Come around and score. So we basically gift them a run. It's what's amazing when you play clean baseball, how much better you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You make life easier on your pitcher. You make life easier on, on, on your offense, when you, but you can't give runs away. We don't answer in our, in our half of the third. We go right back and go one, two, three again. Harding responds. Harding should be in a scoreless ball game right now, but he's not. But he overcomes it, goes back out there in the fourth, one, two, three, inning again. We get into the fourth. We, we post a little bit of a thread. We have an a, a infield hit for Josh Hatcher, a one-out infield hit. Foskey flies out. Cam James singles. I continue to be a huge Cameron James fan. I believe Cameron James is a future All-American. Not this year. I think Cameron James is going to eventually be the face of this program. He is beginning to hit with greater regularity. So Cam James singles through the right side. Again, that, that's a... That's a two-out base hit for you there. The kid's got a little clutch in it. Then Logan Tanner reaches on a fielding error, and now all of a sudden, all right, we got the bases loaded. Some big things are happening. Tanner Leggett strikes out, swinging on three pitches. Tanner, Tanner is just so right now, he's, as Chris Lamona says, the game's playing him a little bit tough right now. Harding goes back out there, despite the fact that we weren't able to, uh, to cash anything in, and we strand three. It's a one-two-three inning. Strikeout swinging, strikeout swinging, fly out to right. We're back in the dugout. And this is when the game really kind of turned. The bottom of the fifth inning, Brad Cumbus dumps a single out there to center field, gets a second on the pass ball. And I remember watching that thinking, okay, we're about to tie this ball game up. We got the leadoff runner in scoring position with nobody out. That's just one of those things that kind of, it's kind of how it feels. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if the bottom third of this order can turn this thing over with a man in scoring position, we're going to score. Brandon Pimentel, back in the lineup, hitting down in the order, he walks. Really thought it was a good and bad for him, too. There were some pitches inside on his hands that ordinarily he kind of swings at and tries to yank out of the yard. He took those pitches on the inside, and he walks. Turns the order over. Now we've got a you know, pair of runners on with the top of the lineup up there. Rowdy Jordan also walks. Near, nearly dumped a big double out there down the right field line. 
they they elect to change pitchers right here. Bases loaded, nobody out. Westbrook strikes out swinging. Thought he kind of untied his shoes a little bit, you know, trying to hit one out of there, trying to do a little bit too much. That's how it looked. I mean, it, I, I might completely have a different frame of mind after talking to him, but that's how it looked like he was trying to do a little bit too much. I'm hoping we can just elevate one there and at least get the sack fly home. We don't make good contact, and, we're, and so he's out. But then Hatcher comes in, and Hatcher hits a pretty hard ball to third baseman that he can't glove. The ball gets loose. We score a run. Ball game's tied. Just Tafoski works for a walk. Now it's a 2-1 ball game. And there's Cam James again. Cam James again coming there with the uh, – and you know, with runners on, hits the sack fly, gets the run home. It's a 3-1 ball game. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys, I'm a fan of Cameron James. Logan Tanner strikes out, and we're out of the inning, but it's 3-1. Now, all of a sudden, we're feeling really good about life. Houston Harding goes back out. We get a ground out to second, and then all of a sudden, we make an error there. Um, you know, kind of a rough play there. Just one of those things that happens. And all of a sudden, you you got a one-out base runner. We get the next guy to fly out. Now it's you're two outs. You're a pitch away from getting out of this thing, getting back in the dugout. Uh, Klein singles, and then we went ahead and pulled uh, pulled Harding for Dunleavy. And listen, Houston Harding, in both of his starts, has pitched well enough to win. Well enough to win. Now, I don't, you know, it's one of those things you look at, and you, you can feel really good about the fact that you know you've got a guy now that uh, maybe you weren't sure what you had in him. But he's come out there and been a gamer for you in a couple ball games now and put you in a position to win a ball game. So he leaves with a 3-1 lead. We bring in Dunleavy. Dunleavy couldn't get anybody out. It's incredible how it's been feast and famine with David Dunleavy. He throws a perfect three innings this weekend and didn't get anybody out last night. So he, he does a wild pitch. Uh, Klein takes second. We end up walking a guy, walking another. You know, walking bases loaded. You know, and it's like and we walk in a run. So they pulled uh, Dunleavy for Landon Sims, who has been great, not just because of the fact that he uses White Snake as his walkout song, which that certainly helps his standing with me. Anybody that can raise their hands to rock is somebody that I'm going to be a fan of. Sims comes in, gets a strikeout right of the inning. It's a 3-2 game. We have kind of you know, mitigated the damage there a little bit. But the best thing about this half inning is, uh, you know, we go out there and we feel good about Houston Harding and we see that Landon Sims can come in and put the fire out. And Dunleavy did that over the weekend. There's going to be some hit or miss with these guys. But you feel good about the freshman pitchers. Man, when you think about Landon Sims and Bednar, those guys are going to be studs for Mississippi State. We answer back in the bottom of the sixth. You know, it's, it's one of those things that are, that are about great teams. Is when you give up runs, you answer back. We did that. Uh, Landon Jordan pinch hits for uh, for Tanner Leggett. He walks, takes second on a wild pitch, then Compass K's, and then Brandon uh, Pimentel hits a single, drives in a run. We get the run right back. It's 4-2. to two. Rowdy Jordan gets on the fielder's choice, and they retire the runner at second. That's Pimentel. And then uh, Westy doubles to right center, you know, drives another run. Now it's 5-2. Not only have we answered the run, we've added to, added to it and built a lead. It's 5-2, and I think everybody in Maroon and White at this point Felt really good about where things stood. Could we close it out? And that's the whole thing about Bednar going to be a starter, is that's one of your best arms in the bullpen that's no longer available. Landon Sims says, don't worry about it, guys. I got it. Strikes out Connolly, strikes out Fulford, strikes out uh, Marsax. He strikes out the side at the top of the seventh, and it really felt at that point Mississippi State fans are feeling it. We get into the bottom of the seventh. We, we, we add to the lead, five skew doubles to center field. Cameron James grounds out. Foscue takes third. And again, we're putting the ball in play there. It's a productive out. Logan Tanner singles to right field. Foscue scores. It's a 6-2 ball game. And Logan Tanner gets thrown out stealing. I don't know. I don't know if it was a busted sign or whatever. If I remember correctly, it was a ball in the dirt that didn't get very far away. I think Tanner just kind of misread it. And Landon Jordan grounds out. The inning's over. We get into the eighth. This is where Landon Sims came kind of began to tire a little bit. You could tell that, uh, you know, he, he, he'd he already been in a couple innings, so I guess inning in the third at the time. Comes out, issues a leadoff walk, gets a strikeout swinging, throws a wild pitch, would get line out to left, and then they would give up a single, and it's 6-3. It's a 6-3 ball game. You're thinking, okay, do we need to go get him? But then he strikes out Jung looking, and it was incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. You get three outs away. We get into the eighth, not much going on for us. Line out from Cumbus, Pimentel flies out, Rowdy Jordan grounds out. We get to the ninth. And this is one of those things I, I, I want to spend a little time talking about. Spencer Price comes out, and, and Spencer Price has been absolute money for Mississippi State this year. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't think we'd ever see the Spencer Price again. You know, Spencer Price was uh, one of the best closers in the country and had Tommy John surgery. And, and last year at times, he was essentially a mop-up guy. But you see him coming out there now, and you see he and Riley Self got there throwing strikes as, you know, as seniors. But this is about Spencer Price. He's been very, very efficient. Comes out there, pounds the strike zone, is able to throw his breaking ball for a strike to keep people off balance. And he's never had, you know, Roger Clemens' velo. But the fact that he can throw that breaking ball for a strike makes that fastball that much more effective. Spencer Price gets a strikeout looking to open the ninth. We get a fly out to right field, and then he blows a guy away. And that's your ball game. 6-3, Mississippi State takes him down. Now, I, I don't get excited about, oh, my gosh, we beat the number two team in the country because I think that we're a really good baseball team. I don't know that we have played to our full potential. But these are the games that I expect Mississippi State to win. I expect us to beat teams like Texas Tech. And we've had a pretty good run against Texas Tech as of late. Beat them last year. Out in Fort Worth. Houston Harding credited with the win. Houston Harding, outstanding effort, man. And and you beat Mason Montgomery. Mason Montgomery was 3-0. Just so you guys know, starting the year, he was 3-0. This isn't just some uh, JV pitcher from, you know, Bayou Academy or something they walked out there. This is a guy that's done a lot of pitches for them. Houston Harding goes five and two-thirds, but then allows two hits, two runs, four strikes out four, doesn't walk a single hitter. That dog will hunt right there. You put up that kind of stat line, we're going to win a lot of those midweek games. Again, David Dunleavy did not have a good outing, but he will bounce back. Landon Sims goes two and a third, one hit, one run, six strikeouts, one walk. That'll get it done. Spencer Price retires to side in the ninth in order on just 13 pitches. Spencer Price, again, has been outstanding. We'll get ready to do all this again. Spencer Price credited with his first save of the year, even though he's pitched a lot in the ninth. But we're going to get ready to do it all again later today. Hopefully you guys will turn out and be a part of that. And uh, just because I'm curious, because I think it's important you know, that we let's give Spencer Price his due here. Spencer Price has thrown uh, six and a third innings this year. I believe that is his seventh appearance. And in seven appearances, he has allowed one hit. One hit, and that was down at Long Beach. One hit. Wright State, he throws a perfect inning, strikes out the side. Oregon State, he throws a perfect inning, gets a K. Texas Southern, he throws a perfect inning, not, not a perfect inning, he walked one. His only walk of the season, strikes out two, walks, uh, walks one. Then he has the, uh, this is the third of an inning at Long Beach State, gives up a hit. Does a perfect inning against Quinnipiac. Comes back two days later, does another perfect inning against Quinnipiac. Did a perfect inning last night. This is a guy that has, has reemerged as a very reliable reliever for Mississippi State. That is so incredibly huge. We could spend the rest of the day talking about it, but we won't. I want to remind you guys, too, I have made the switch to Hawthorne.co, and uh, I am, I'm a believer, not just because of the fact that they have sent me some free product and they have uh, sponsored the show. I'm a believer because of the compliments that I get from other people. I have so many people that have said, Steve, what, what, do you, what is that you're wearing? I've never smelled that. It's a very manly scent. And it's not just my manly natural scent as a real man. It is something that it supplements and kind of adds to my personal chemistry. It works for me. It'll work for you too. And maybe the cologne that they sent me won't work as well for you. So you can go to Hawthorne.co, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. And take the quiz. You put in your personal preferences. They will pair you up with the products that best fit you and your preferences. The packaging is great. The, the shipment is timely. The pricing is great. You can set up replenishing shipments or you can just go once and buy as you need to. Visit them at hawthorne.co. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co. And we'll give you a promo code. That's Boneyard. Very simple. Put in Boneyard. You'll save 10%. You're going to like the way you smell. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to be very, very excited about it. Go fill it out. Have them send the product. You can get body wash. You can get 
uh, lotion, you can get shampoo, get conditioner, get everything that you need, you know, for men's personal health, health care or personal care. You know what I'm talking about. You're going to look good. You're going to smell good. You're going to feel good. Again, it's hotthorn.co, promo code Boneyard. Let's take a little deeper look at Texas Tech. And as you guys know, that uh, Carlton, Carlisle, pardon Carlisle Kessler will start tonight for Mississippi State. Carlisle Kessler is a grad transfer from Southeastern. He was the former Friday night guy for us. He will get the start tonight. Don't know how long that he goes, but that's the plan. He will get the start. He had a pretty good outing out there at Long Beach. But, um, you know, we'll see how things progress. But that's your starter tonight, for those of you that are unaware. So this Texas Tech team, we talked about how well they played and how many games they've won. This is a team, this is always under Timmy Tadlock, always one of the best offensive teams in the country. Always. I mean, without fail, you can expect them to swing the bats. That's their identity as a team. And every so often, they'll put some pitching together and they'll make a run at Omaha. They will absolutely get after you, though. That's what makes last night's performance look so much better. I mean, this is a team that's got some dudes now. Brian Klein is a guy that some people you know, expect you know, to play baseball for a long time. Brian Klein currently hitting 409 for them. 409. One homer, 13 RBIs. But he is just one of those guys that always appears to be on base. He's just one of those guys that just finds his way on. Veteran guy that'll work account, understands the concept of team baseball. Not a real selfish guy. He just get out there and make plays for him. He played against him last year. He's he just one of those guys that seems like he never leaves. And he goes one for four last night. One for four. He's a tough out. He really is. That was big. Cal Connolly hitting 373 for them with three home runs, 23 RBIs. Got to be careful around him. The big stick in the lineup is Nate Rombach. Six home runs, 27 RBIs, hitting 323. One of those guys, too, that they're expected to play baseball for a long time. Nate played DH last night, went 0 for 4. 0 for 4. Matter of fact, I don't think that they had a, a single hitter with multiple hits. Yeah, they threw, only had three hits in the night. Klein was one. Uh, see, Klein with one, Jung gets one, and it seems like there's a Jung always there. And then uh, Max uh, Marisai got a hit. So just three hits, Mississippi State pitching. It's a great job. Holds them a three, you get nine. But this is a Texas Tech team that's capable of hurting. If you go out there and you start elevating fastballs, you leave a breaking ball up, they're going to they're gonna punish that for you too. Dylan News is the guy too, hitting 361. A home run, 12 RBIs. But they, they have some guys. It's a very potent lineup. And so this is a huge RPI win for State. And now that we've won one, you know, if some is better, if some is good, more is better. Pardon me. And so if we've won the first one, let's go win the second one. Because Texas Tech is going to be one of those teams that is going to be hot leg. They're going to make a run of this thing. They'll, they're probably capable of making a super regional, if not more. And so we're going to need them to kind of help that RPI boost for us. We're still trying to overcome the curse of Texas Southern. So taking two from this team kind of alleviates some of that. Uh, there's so many games you play. One game doesn't make or break you, even the RPI. But getting two from a team like this would do a lot for our confidence heading into the weekend playing Arkansas, but also, too, in the long term because you've got this non-conference team out there working for you, kind of like Wright State. You know, Wright State, I don't know that they're, they're going to be high in the RPI, but they're, in, in the end, I think that's going to be a quality series win for us. People are going to look back in hindsight and say, man, that team from the Horizon League, that, that, was, that was a big early win for us. But this is bigger. This is bigger. This is a team on a national stage. This is a loud midweek win. And the fact that State pitched it as well as we did, and that was the big concern coming in. Everybody said, oh, what about the pitching? We know about the offense. And, and if we know the offense like we think we know the offense, it's really just a matter of time before we start piecing it together. And I, one of the things that I'm interested in, too, there are a lot of people that uh, they act like this is supposed to be a church league softball game, but if we don't go out there and put up 20 runs, uh, then we're not you know, performing well. And we're not where we need to be. But you don't win a lot of baseball games 15-5. It just doesn't happen that way. You go out there win six, seven, eight runs, that's a big win. That's a blowout win in baseball find a way to go get another one tonight, and we can 
debated this weekend back at Dirty Noble Field as the SEC opener is here. Like all of you, I am ready to get Arkansas here. I was there last year when we lost that three-game series and, and, and the worst we played all year. Couldn't throw strikes. Got on the wrong side of the count with the with an umpire behind the plate. You know, we absolutely shut them down with Ethan Small on Friday night. Had a chance to win that ball game. We blow it late. And then Saturday, I think we walked the ballpark. And I was ready to get out of there. I had a good time up there. The baseball was standing. But it was, you know, it's a good experience to go to Arkansas and Bomb Stadium. And it's a good atmosphere. It's good for college baseball. They don't like us a whole lot. And that's okay. You know, we've had some great success against them. We swept them in 16, the year we won the SEC championship. Matter of fact, they were our final conference opponent. And they came in here and we swept them. And we got to celebrate our first SEC regular season title since 1989 right here at Duty Noble Field. It is something that I will never forget. 2018, they came in here and we were struggling. They were a top 10 team. We, we swept them. In the years in between, we go to Fayetteville, they sweep us. So now it's time for us to return the favor. To be honest with you, I'm not calling for a sweep by any stretch of imagination. We've got to find a way to win that series because they're a team that's going to figure it out. They have struggled a little bit pitching-wise. Norland's been hurt. Wicklander's been ineffective. We've got to find a way to win a couple games this weekend. And, of course, if you can take them all, that's all the better. Love to be able to get the annual sweep. You know, If we're going to keep doing that, this is the year that I want to make sure that we get a chance to sweep them. You know, they're a team that's in transition, much like Mississippi State. They return some offensive pieces. They just don't have the pitching they had a season ago. We got to go make some things happen. Absolutely got to make some things happen. This could be one of those season-defining weeks. When you look back later, that's the thing. People are always, Steve, we're going to host, we're going to host, we're going to host, we're going to host. A lot of those people that ask don't come to ball games anyway, but it's still funny to me. But if we can have a winning week this week with the caliber of competition that we're playing, you got two top 15 teams right in your home state, then you're going to look back and say, you know what, one of the reasons that we're hosting, one of the reasons that we are where we are is because of how we played this week. And, and I, I don't want to overhype the week, but I also don't want to undervalue the significance of what a 4 and one type week would mean for Mississippi State, not just in the polls, but in our standing in the national order of things. These are a couple teams that we're playing that are going to really challenge for Omaha. And if we're going to challenge for Omaha, well, these are games we need to win. I want to remind you guys, too, folks in my book, you're back to help you with your March Madness. I know some of you guys like to make March Madness a little more exciting. You know, I know that's, that's kind of your thing. You want to have some skin in the game. Well, the folks in my book, you're happy that March has arrived, too. And it's time for you to score big with all the nonstop action. My bookie is the best place for you to cash in on insane buzzer beaters and huge upsets and white knuckle finishes. They offer live betting on every single game, bracket challenges, national championship futures, and much, much more. You can bet on almost anything, including the Democratic nomination, the presidential election, even the name of the next pope. My bookie caters to all players. Whether you research each matchup or you fill out your bracket based on mascots, my bookie has something for you. Join now. Start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for your payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? MyBookie.ag, use promo code BONEYARD for a 50% bonus. That's right. When you make your deposit, they'll automatically give you a 50% bonus just by using BONEYARD as your promo code. Promo code BONEYARD. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at MyBookie. Again, that's MyBookie.ag, promo code BONEYARD. So let's, uh, let's get into a couple other things here before we... Um, before we move on to some basketball, you know, I know most of you are very astute observers of college baseball. Last night was a rather interesting night in the Southeastern Conference. Just about everybody in action. Western Kentucky goes to Lexington and they lose. Kentucky wins 10-4 there. Tennessee bouncing back from a difficult weekend. You know, they, they, they lost the two of three to Wright State. Tennessee wins 17-5 over East Tennessee State. I mentioned earlier Florida State, number 16 Florida State, goes to Gainesville and beats number one Florida. 2-0. Georgia Southern was probably the, the biggest upset in the country last night. Georgia Southern, former coaching locale of one Ron Polk, 
Georgia Southern takes down Georgia one nothing. One nothing. Georgia's got pitching, and again, they don't have hitting. They're going to be a team that's going to have to hold you down. And of course, Mississippi State wins six three over Texas Tech. South Carolina takes down the Citadel ten to one. Georgia Tech goes to Auburn, beats Auburn six two. That is a rematch of last year's uh, Super Regional. If you recall, maybe it was a region. I don't remember. I can't fully remember, but I know Auburn knocked Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was a team that, that, that kind of snuck in, snuck into the uh, into the national seeds for some reason, and they were ranked ahead of Mississippi State. Of course, they're eliminated. And Auburn goes in their place uh, to Omaha. So that that's kind of a, a rematch of that. Those two teams know each other well. Had a chance to visit with Mark Murphy and Jason Caldwell yesterday. Two guys that have devoted their lives to covering Auburn and tell me that Butch Thompson just doing great down there, just doing a great job down there, that everybody loves him. And uh, I even had somebody share with me, uh, Mark was sharing a story last night, that uh, there was a fundraiser at uh, something going on to, to kind of help, you know, women, uh, you know, women that are looking to restart their lives and that sort of stuff. Was, I don't know all the details about the cause, but I know that it was something involving, you know, women reentering the workforce or getting more education or something. And at the last minute, they had a late scratch. They had somebody that was scheduled to speak at this fundraiser that um, that canceled. And um, and Butch found out about it, and then wrapped up baseball practice and got a shower and went over there and spoke. I mean, just on. I mean, completely, completely on the whim. Just said, "Hey, I'll go do it. I'll I'll go do it." And so he goes and, and he helps them and they tell me that it was the best it was the best fundraiser and the best speech they'd ever had, that those people that were there uh, were completely amazed that Butch came and did a great job. And Butch is one of us. You know, Butch coaches at Auburn now. Butch will always be a Bulldog. The pride of Amory, Mississippi. Very, very happy Butch Thompson crossed paths with us. Alabama takes down UAB at UAB 13-7. Ole Miss beats UL Monroe 6-3. Arkansas. Back on the winning side of things, takes down Grand Canyon U, 6-1. Mizzou gets a big win, and every win for Mizzou is a big one. And remember, Missouri is ineligible for regional play this year, serving a postseason ban. And remember, they had they had the Tudor Gate scandal of their own. We talked about this, and that was the big thing during football season, is would they make a ball game? Uh, they didn't. They weren't eligible. They, they appealed their sanctions, and the sanctions were upheld, and so everybody is sitting out this year. So Missouri, 6-3 winners over Northern Illinois. They are just kind of playing for fun. Texas A&M takes down Rice 6-2. That's what you had last night. We'll take a quick look at what there is tonight. It's not as uh, not quite as extensive a schedule, but it's it's good. Grand Canyon back at Arkansas. Ole Miss on the road at Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Georgia and Georgia Southern again, and then Texas Tech, of course, facing Mississippi State down in Biloxi. Toledo is at Vanderbilt. Wofford will be at Auburn. South Alabama, uh, recent winners over Arkansas, will be at LSU. And then Northern Illinois back in Missouri. That's your schedule for this week. And then next thing you know, it's the SEC weekend. Real quickly, giving you a look at that before we move on. First weekend of conference play will be big. You know that Arkansas comes here. Georgia will be in Florida. That's a huge marquee series right there. In the coaches' poll, they're one and two. So Georgia will be at Florida. I don't really care who wins that. I just want it to be a 2-1 deal. I want both teams to take at least a loss. Missouri is at Alabama. That's a series that should favor Alabama. A&M is at Auburn. And, again, that, that we, want, we want a 2-1. We don't want anybody to get a sweep. Tennessee's at South Carolina. Arkansas, of course, at Mississippi State. Kentucky's at Vanderbilt. And then LSU's at Ole Miss. And uh, so when you begin to look at all this and how it shakes out, you know, the first weekend doesn't tell you a whole lot. But we've got to find a way to have a winning weekend and get this conference playoff on the right foot because the schedule is going to get a little better for us down the road. we got Arkansas and LSU these first two weekends. If we can find a way to win these first two, I think that's going to bode well for our chances in the SEC West. I think everybody will feel good about life if we can get those first two. That's a lot easier said than done. We've got our co-SEC West Champions, you know, people forget state actually won the West last year, tied with Arkansas. But some of our people, because Arkansas beat us, they're thinking, well, we don't deserve to claim that. We can claim a lot more than that. We did go to Omaha. But all that said, 
this is a big weekend for Mississippi State baseball. You guys get it. You completely understand that. I, I get it, and I'm excited about it. I'm ready for us to have a chance to go do some big things. And I'm eager to see what happens tonight. And then as we come back, and that's the thing that I began to think about, is as big as this midweek series is, if we could have gone down there and played, you know, uh, you know, Louisiana Monroe, we could have played Louisiana Lafayette, we could have played Southeastern, we'll play them next week. But we didn't do that. We elected to play a big-time opponent. And there were a lot of people, Chris Amaros even joked on Saturday, what's oh, bad scheduling? It's bad scheduling for us to do that. I don't know that I agree especially now that we've been on the winning side of this thing. We're going to do no worse than split this two-game set, but if we win this thing tonight, can you only begin to imagine how confident your Bulldogs are going to be when they get back to the Denver Field this weekend against a team that they owe it to? You know what I'm saying? You know, State kind of got beat up last, last year at Arkansas, and so that's a series you look at and say, you know what? Those guys have it coming. we got to go out there and make some things happen. We absolutely will. I'm excited to see it. I know you guys are too. It should be great weather here in Starkville. So if you don't have any plans for the weekend, go ahead and make some now. Come up here and be with us and spend a couple nights with us and enjoy three games of great baseball. We'll preview the series and preview the SEC weekend on Friday. We'll be back with that and uh, looking forward to the weekend that is to come. Like most of you, I enjoy every weekend. But any time that we have SEC baseball, that's even better. We've recently added another sponsor to the show, just for a short time here. The folks at Get Roman. There are many of you that struggle with uh, some male health issues. One of those being erectile dysfunction. And uh, recent numbers show that the average American that lives in a major city has to wait 29 days to see a doctor in a major U.S. city. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you don't want to wait a month to get busy. You absolutely don't. That's why our friends at, at, my, at Roman have set, spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a licensed doctor in your very state, all from the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatments you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer and complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. Very, very simple. If the doctor decides the treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship you medication to you in just free two, two days shipping free of charge. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or just want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments. There's no problem canceling. So if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, go to GetRoman. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N, GetRoman.com forward slash Boneyard for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. There's no point suffering in silence. There's no point in being able to uh, not enjoy every aspect of your life. So go ahead and visit them if you're a person that struggles with ED. Again, that's GetRoman.com forward slash Boneyard for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. You and your significant other both will, will appreciate that. So <clears throat> let's look at some basketball talk. The SEC men's tournament gets underway today. Mississippi State, of course, doesn't play until Friday. By earning the fourth seed in the double bond, Bulldogs have a chance to kind of rest up and get their legs under them and hopefully make a run this weekend towards an NCAA tournament bid. There is still a chance that State gets an at-large bid. We are still in the discussion. There were times this year that it seemed like we would not be playing meaningful basketball in March, but we still are. We still have a chance to play our way in, and I don't think it's I don't think we simply have to win the SEC tournament. I think if we win a couple of games, and again, that's easier said than done, that I think we can earn an at-large bid, and we have some we have some teams out there that can help us. There are some other teams that are in a situation similar to ours that will lose ball games. We have to make sure that we win ours. So later today, the first game of the SEC tournament will open. That'll be Ole Miss in Georgia. That's a thirteen versus twelve matchup. That'll be six p.m. Eastern. That's over on the SEC Network for those of you that are interested in not just because of the in-state rivalry aspect. But Georgia and Ole Miss are in that same bracket line with Mississippi State. The winner of the Georgia-Ole Miss game will play Florida tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The winner of that game plays Mississippi State Friday at 2 o'clock. And so it's not just as simple as rooting for Georgia. There is a, you know, State has a vested interest in this because of the fact that it could impact who Mississippi State plays in our first SEC tournament game. Following that ball game between Ole Miss and Georgia, Vanderbilt and Arkansas will play. I, I cannot begin to imagine, um, you know, how that ball game will play out because 
Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse is playing well as of late. Arkansas is a team with a lot, a lot to prove. And it's one of those things, too, a lot of people had them forecast ahead of Mississippi State months this year. They end up being the 11th seed. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Mason Jones, Reggie Perry, co-SEC players of the year, announced on yesterday. There were many people beginning of the year that said Reggie Perry was an SEC player of the year candidate. They were correct. Not only was he a candidate, he wins the, wins the award. Doesn't win it outright, but he wins it and becomes the second player in Mississippi State school history to win the SEC uh, Player of the Year award. So big year for Reggie Perry. Big, big year. And I don't think he's done. The only other player in Mississippi State history to win the SEC Player of the Year award is Lawrence Roberts. Former Baylor transfer Lawrence Roberts won in 2003-2004. Tyson Carter also in the first in school history to win the Sixth Man of the Year award. And that is uh, very, very, very well earned. Uh, just great stuff. And then uh, Mississippi State sweeps the uh, basketball awards in-state with the Gillum Trophy going to Rakia Jackson and the Howell Trophy going to Reggie Perry. E even in the year that uh, we're somewhat on the bubble on the men's side of things, it's good to know that we're still kind of running the show when it comes to basketball instead of Mississippi. I just hope we can continue to run the show into the NCAA tournament. Looking at the latest in the net, you know, we have kind of hovered right there around 50. We're exactly at 50. Went into yesterday's action at 50. We are still at 50. Arkansas at 47. We beat them twice, you know, and they're 11 seed. And let me just share with you, I just don't see a way that anybody would pick Arkansas over Mississippi State, especially with the Nets being so comfortable. I know that there are some people out there that have kind of suggested that Arkansas is more deserving than Mississippi State. I don't think they've proven that yet. So, We'll see what happens. I would love to play them again. I think we are a horrible matchup for Arkansas because they don't have anybody on the inside that can deal with Reggie Perry and Abdul do. The bottom line is we can say what we want. We can all have our own opinions, and we can have criticisms of Ben Howen. We can talk at times about Mississippi State's roster. It's been very up and down. The bench play has been spotty at best. But the bottom line is, is here we are with a chance to play our way into the tournament. I think it's time for us to put our differences aside, our differences of opinion, because we all want the same thing, and that's for Mississippi State to win. And so hopefully we can win a ball game on Friday and win one Saturday and see what happens. feel a whole lot better about winning that ball game on Friday than I do on Saturday because of who we're playing. It's difficult to play Kentucky. I expect Kentucky to be there. But there's no guarantee that Mississippi State wins Florida. You know Michael White sitting down there in games of Florida, and I'm sure he's told his kids, you know, if, if we get a chance to play Mississippi State again, that, that'll punch our ticket. There will be no question that we deserve to be in there. And, of course, that loss would be incredibly devastating to Mississippi State's title hopes. I mean, pardon me, tournament hopes. So it is what it is. I'm ready to see it all shake loose. I'm ready to see Mississippi State back on the floor again. I'm eager to see what Ben Howland can do, and I'm eager to see what a win over Florida would do for Mississippi State's chances. Not only... Mississippi State's ranking in the SEC packing order, but the, also in the net. Florida currently 29 in the net. And so that would be a great win for Mississippi State against a team that uh, is very well advanced of us in the net rankings. What will that do for us? Be big to see. Campus Bookmark, those uh, longtime sponsors of the show, very excited about Campus Bookmark. You will be too when you go in there and see Stand a Man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. They'll treat you like family because you are family. It's as simple as that. Many of you bought your textbooks there or you used the Campus Bookmark free parking lot when you were commuter students here at Mississippi State. We encourage you now to outfit your family, your office, your home, your RV, your pet, anything in your life with the latest in maroon and white fashions. You can go by and see them or you can visit them on the World Wide Web right there at campusbookmark.net. And by being a loyal Bungard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That is BSR which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Again, that's campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR. And mom, on behalf of dad and all the kids, we all want Mississippi State merchandise. We want to rep the brand. We want to rep Mississippi State everywhere we go. So please go buy us those new 85 jerseys, 
please, 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 please. We've been good. We'll clean up. We'll pre-wash the dishes. Please just buy us that jersey. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we're gonna be we're gonna have footballs flying next week. You know, it's like one of those things that I've thought about this yesterday on the way home from Nashville last night, I guess early this morning. Um, you know, it's incredible when you begin to take a breath, take that collective breath and look over what has transpired with Mississippi State football over the course of the last three months. You know, we win, we win the Egg Bowl and achieve bowl eligibility, and it's always good to keep our egg for the third time in four years. We get to a bowl game, and before we do, we get our we get everybody committed to us signed. So we get the recruiting class for the most part put to bed in December. We go play a ball game. We don't win the ball game. I don't know if you if you didn't, I don't know if you knew that we lost the ball game. We then in turn fired Joe Moorhead. Had a coaching surge. Spent some time pursuing Billy Napier. Talked to some other coaches. And we hired the most colorful college football coach in the country, in Mike Leach. We hired a guy that when he was in this conference as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky, he was a guy that gave us trouble. He is a guy that has become one of the most celebrated figures in college sports. He is a perfect fit for us. I have read so many people that said, oh, it's going to be an interesting fit. It's been a great fit. Everybody that I have spoken to on the campus at Mississippi State, in and out of the SEAL Junior Complex, have told me that Mike Leach and Dave Emmerich and all these new coaches have come in and have been an absolute joy to work with. I've also talked to some folks that are uh, very close to your players that have said, you know what, these guys are the real deal. These guys are pushing us to get better. There's no smoke or mirrors or tricks or anything. They just believe in hard work. They're, they're, they're holding players accountable. They're setting a standard and then in turn holding them to that standard. You know, we had a guy here for a while that talked about a championship standard. And that all sounded good. But there's a different level of accountability when it comes to Mississippi State football right now. And we hear all this talk about, oh, you know, Mike Leach is so colorful and everything else. But the more people that I speak to that have covered Mike Leach, they'll tell you that the one thing about Mike is that he is an old school, blue collar, hard nosed coach. That he believes in hard work. He believes in toughness. He believes in scheme. But he believes at the end of the day, you go out there and you put your best 11 on the field and you simply outwork them and you out tough them. That's what Mississippi State has always been. When you look at our best teams and you look at our best coaches, that was our identity. We were a team that would go out there and punch you in the mouth and then dare you to punch back. That's who we were. We had a real nastiness, and a mean streak about us. I don't know that we've had that the last couple of years. Yeah, we've had some players. You know, Jonathan Abram had a real edge to him, Jeff Simmons, Montez Sweat. That's true. But we have lost a little bit of our identity, and I really think it's happened really more just in the last 12 months. You know, when you have guys like Jeff Simmons that kind of, you know, exhaust their eligibility or move out of your program or declare for the draft early, you know, not only do you lose their ability, you, you lose their influence. And I don't know that we had the same level of leadership last year. We have kind of bemoaned that point for some time. Leaders are built and refined in fire. And that's what these midnight maneuvers have been. That's what spring practice will be. You will have people. And that's when I hear things like Kobe Jones, you know, kind of stepping up. Kobe's always been a guy that's loved Mississippi State. When he was at high school and in high school, he was a guy that loved Starkville and loved Mississippi State. And so now he's here. Now it's his turn. It's his team in many respects. He's going to be a senior this year. He's going to have an opportunity you know, to leave a lasting legacy here. He's been a part of some good teams, played in some big ball games, had an opportunity to do some big things. But you get really one one big year to make some real memories. And those senior memories last forever. And so when I hear things that like Kobe Jones is stepping up into leadership role, because you know what you got with Earl Thompson. You know that. You know what you got with some of these young defensive linemen that really matured last year over the course of the year. Guys like Fabian Lovett and Jane Crumber. You know what you have there. You know what you have in Nathan Pickering. You, 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 you see him as a guy that's going to be a future NFL guy. 
you know what you've got with some of these young guys like Martin Emerson and Jerry and Jones? And I continue to hear that Martin Emerson is stepping into a leadership role as well. Remember, he's just a sophomore. Well, he will be. He's still just in the second semester of his college career. Right here at Mississippi State. And so I get these reports from people that I trust, and I share them with you because I think it's important that you know these guys are not just sitting around watching Mike Leach videos on YouTube. They're living the life. And one of the best things that I've been told is that when Mike Leach and Tyson Brown, your new strength and conditioning coach, that when those guys speak to the team, that every, all eyes are on them. Everybody's paying attention. Nobody's looking at their phone. Nobody's you know, cracking a joke or whispering back and forth. That those guys command the room and that your players are paying attention and hanging on every word because they want to win. It's one of the things that I think gets lost in all this because we all have such an emotional investment in Mississippi State. And we think we want it more than they do. And there may be some times in the past that we have wanted it more than they have. There have been some players, I think, at some points have come in here and gone through the motions. I don't think that we have those, er those characters on this team. And all the re reviews that I have had so far from people that I trust. You know, like last year, you know, we were like, ah, it's going to be okay. You know, we're going to get Tommy Stevens going. We're going to be good, you know. We knew we had some issues up front on that defensive line, but uh, but you know we didn't have that same edge to us. And I, I'm told that the, the the coaches are fired up and ready to get the team on the field next week because they have been so impressed with everybody's buy-in with this midnight maneuvers thing. They're ready to get the team on the field because they're eager to see what they can do. I am eager to see what they can do. We'll have a chance next Thursday. So a week from Thursday, we're going to be on the spring practice field. We'll have a chance to see some of this. I don't know how much we're going to be able to see. But we're going to have an opportunity to go out there and see. Them. We'll have a chance to talk to Mike Leach and talk to players and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll see how things progress. But it is a different day in Mississippi State football. You know, both the years that Joe Moorhead was here, there were question marks. And it was like all this, you know, this time last year, people forget, we were already beginning to kind of hit, hear the faint sounds of the Tudorgate scandal. We were already beginning to hear that, and we were worried about it, not sure how extensive it was going to be. But we knew we had an issue. We knew we had an issue. We didn't know how extensive it would be. This time last year, you know, Nick Witherspoon was on the bench for men's basketball. This year, all of the talk is of a positive nature. People were like, you know what, I'm eager to see how this guy's going to fit in the scheme, not because they're worried about his ability, but because they think that he's going to be able to make plays for us. So eager to see it all unfold, eager to see these coaches out there, see it, eager to see these guys flying around, eager to see your quarterbacks and see how they respond to Mike Leach. I mean, if I was a quarterback, I would be extremely excited to, to work under Mike Leach, even if it only lasted a semester, even if I was electing a transfer. What lessons can I learn? How can I refine my skill set based on the information from one of the best quarterback coaches in America? Those lessons will last you a lifetime. So we're eager to see how it all breaks loose, eager to see how it all comes together. And uh, we'll all find out together. And listen, there'll, there'll be some funny things that are said, and, and, and we'll all laugh and we'll say, man, I'm so glad that guy's here. It's going to be so much fun to have him here representing Mississippi State football, and it will be. But the funner part of that is the fact that we're going to be a really good football program. I don't know that we have a great team on the field this year. I think we're going to be a good team. I think we're going to be a very solid bowl team. I think the schedule is very favorable for Mississippi State. But I still submit to you, and I shared this you know, shortly after he was hired, Mike Leach is going to get somebody this year. He's going to upset some. There will be a ball game out there that people are thinking, Oh, they have no chance. And Mike Leach and Mississippi State is going to go win that ball game. And that's the thing when you look back, you know, the last you know couple of years, and that's one of the things, you know, under Dan, you know, for a while people say, well, he never had that signature win. And we finally go get one, you know, because even though we went to the swamp and beat Florida at Florida in year two, people were thinking, well, you know, it's kind of a down Florida team. It's like we always have to find a way to kind of diminish the accomplishments of Mississippi State, even though we claim to love them. But there will be a game this year. Mike Leeds is going to go get somebody. And I'm excited to see it. I'm here for it. You're here for it. Buy your season tickets. Come out and be a part of it. It's going to be capacity crowds for most ball games. It's going to be an interesting year, to say the least, here at Mississippi State University. You're going to want to be a part of that.
I'm going to be uh, on the road a little bit. I'll be in Baton Rouge next weekend. Got to have a, uh, a signing there at TJ Ribs the, um, the day of the Saturday ball game. So if you're going to be down there going to see Mississippi State Baseball or you live in the area or whatever, come out and say hello. Before the Saturday ball game, I will be at TJ Ribs, and we'll give you know, the firmer details to you. And then also, too, on March 26th, that's later this month, I'll be speaking and uh, signing books in Huntsville. We'll give you the details for that, but it is that is confirmed date. We don't have all the details yet, but it's March 26th there in Huntsville, Alabama. Always eager to go, get over there to Rocket City. It's a lot of, a lot of great Bulldogs over in that neck of the woods. So I will be there uh, with the Mississippi State Alumni Association. It'll be an official alumni event, and so we'll look forward to seeing you guys then. If you can't make it to an event, you can't get to a great Mississippi bookstore, you can still get Stark Villains and Flim Flam by visiting StarkVillainsTheBook.com. You can order that. You can have personalized copies. They have me sign books about once a week. And uh, if you look for Stark Villains gear, and, and recently, <laughs> I shared this with you guys on the Monday show, there was a gentleman at the Mississippi State Ole Miss basketball game that held up his Stark Villain hoodie as he uh, announced his allegiance to the Ole Miss players and coaches. If you would like to follow in that man's most glorious footsteps, you can do so by going to StarkVillains.com and ordering your T-shirts and hoodies and rep the brand wherever you go. Always excited to be a part of this thing with you guys and this Mississippi State family. Well, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back on Friday. And as again, as I shared, we'll preview the SEC weekend and kind of look ahead to what's going on in the SEC tournament. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.